Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. Holy crap. It's our 200th episode. Thank Woo-hoo. you so much for being so supportive over the, oh, God, five, six years we've been doing this podcast. And for tuning in for each and every week or just the weeks we have the guests you like. I understand. Uh, <laughs> this week, we've got... Three of the Crystal Gems. Oh, my God. We've got uh, Zach Callison, Dee Dee Mango Hall, and Michaela Dietz, uh, who are uh, Steven Universe and Pearl and Amethyst, in that order. Um, and they are joining us for the first half of the show. And then for the second half of the show, uh, staff writers Mailing Fatum, Stephanie Kella, and Megan Fox. No, not that Megan Fox. Are joining us uh to discuss our week at Comic-Con and everything we saw and why we love this convention. So uh, listen to the interview, then stick around for our wrap-up of Comic-Con. And if you like the show, feel free to leave us a review. That's the best way you can support the show. Leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you found this show. Um, If you want to support the podcast even further and you want access to 180,000 audiobooks, go to audibletrial.com slash aceofgeeks. To get signed up for a trial of Audible, which is an um, audiobook service, they're fantastic, we use them. Uh, we were just listening to The Girl with All the Gifts off of Audible, which is a great book, you should read it, or listen to it. Um, but uh, if you go to audibletrial.com slash aceofgeeks, you get access to that whole library, and your first book is free. So do that, and we love you. We are wizards, we are crewmen, we are Jedi superhuman. Warriors fighting on the side of good We are DMs, we are players We are hardened undead slayers Elven archers roam the enchanted wood We all pretend to be something So why not pretend to be something interesting? Nerd on, my friends, nerd on Keep it up and we can rule the world Whatever you love is not wrong There's power in your phantom Keep strong, nerd on Would I do that to you? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm being lectured already. <laughs> no, no, not Dee's at all. Cool. Uh, That's uh, Pearl, maybe. Dee Dee. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. One saltier than the other. I just, Cartoon Network just sent a video. I missed one. the panel this morning because I, I had to go interview the TMNT cast. But Don't you guys put on a concert this morning? Yeah, bro. Yes. We just put on a little concert yeah. early morning. Oh, my God. About 40 minutes worth of music. Oh, my That's amazing. God. Yeah. It, it was kind of amazing. Piano. 
synth or electronic yeah, or? Yeah, uh, uh, Shirashu, Steven Shirashu. Um, and Ivy. And Ivy Tron were on keyboards and synths. Uh, ben Levin. On bass. On bass. bass and broke one of his strings. Yeah. Nice. Oh, Jeff, yeah. Jeff Ball. Jeff Ball was on violin. Yeah. Oh, Jeff wow. Liu was on Guitar, electric guitar. electric guitar, and of course Rebecca was on the ukulele. Nice. And guitar nice. for one song. My yeah. song. And guitar for your song. Yeah, she finally learned how to play the gu- learned how to play the guitar after wanting to for a long time. <laughs> and um, the first song she wrote was "Both of You" uh, oh. for Mr. Greg, which is which nice you song sounded yeah you sounded great <laughs> on that. I was so worried when I woke up this morning. I was like croaking like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're oh. evil and you're on the rise. No. <laughs> I was like Zach, you sound like me on a good day. <laughs> <laughs> You both sounded amazing. Wait, well, time out. Should I be calling it a ukulele or a ukulele? Like, what's what's the deal? Okay, so my husband grew up in Hawaii, and okay. as far as I know, it's ukulele. I prefer but... penis guitar. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Dude. Oh, he's had to be family friendly all day, so you know. Hey, penis is a meme now. Memes are family friendly for the most part. Some of them. As long as they're not too dang. Then just just never Google Lemon Party and you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my friend did that. Oh, never do oh, that. Never. Because she loves lemonade, and I was PG like, that's we, the we, wrong we put move. an NSFW tag on this thing because I, I say fuck all the time. Don't do it. Oh, okay. Cool. Don't so do it. I don't even know. I mean, this will be on the Steven Universe subreddit. I don't even know. I think I edited out an f bomb of yours last time. Sorry. You were really excited about the cupcake. I will not be dropping those. It was a great cupcake. Yeah. Uh, so what song did you do? I heard extended theme. We what actually did Jesse's Girl. Really? Okay, good. Um, extended theme was one of our closers. Okay. Let's see, we opened. They opened with a couple from Mr. Greg. Um, and an instrumental. I mean, Sudashu. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Did. I cannot never pronounce it right. That's what they started with. It was Paradox theme. Yeah, amalgam or something. Um, <laughs> what's the name of the song? I've been singing. Uh, Don't cost nothing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Mr. Greg. Then they did your song. I was telling you outside, but that song literally broke me in half. Like, I just saw that episode uh, this morning. I was like in tears. It was <laughs> so good. I assure you it's even better live. Yeah. I am yeah. Yeah. continually mad at the fact that I met Sean Astin this morning instead of seeing that. No, wait, I met Sean Astin this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. we saw Sean Astin in the, on the street last oh, night. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> I got to work with his mom. So it was really? really yeah. Oh, that's cool. It's yeah, really cool. neat to, to see him. Yeah, he's cool. But yeah. how is the convent for you guys? Were you only here today, or have you been kind of like floating around? We rehearsed last night, yeah, and uh, we floated around. Yeah, I got in at like five thirty before six o'clock rehearsal. I I barely planned ahead for this. So I, you're you're doing the rock star thing as hard as you possibly can. Oh yeah, yeah. no, I would have like not even made the rehearsal <laughs> if I was trying to go like full actual rock star. No, the um the drive, you know, it's like normally two and a half to three hours. It took me five. Because the traffic oh, was so bad, everybody's oh, mass exodus. That's what I've heard. Like, a lot of people were saying that they just got trapped. Yeah, but I'm staying for the, the whole weekend for nice. But admit it, you were pretty stoked that you drove down and you were sitting in traffic because you have your license. And you're like, Like, I don't mind driving. Of, like, I yeah. haven't been driving long enough. <laughs> it's been almost a year, but I haven't been driving long enough to, like, hate it. Yeah. Because if I, as long as I have music, like, I like to oh, listen yeah. to albums. Yeah. What were you back, listening to? Thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to uh, Plastic Beach by the Gorillas. Uh, oh, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. There were two others. Uh, oh, man. Anderson Pock's first album, Best. Oh, so good. You, love, you like him? Yeah. He's, he's one of my favorites. I like I like the new album. Al- uh, Malibu's, Malibu's amazing. really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, and then there was one other one in between, and I'm having trouble. Oh, it was um, Hot Fuzz by the Killers. Oh, yes. oh. yeah. Yeah, we uh, we use podcasts and audiobooks to survive the 13 hour drive oh. down here. Yeah, <laughs> we all have our devices. 13 yeah. hours. Yep. I love yeah, from San Francisco. So. Oh just, my god, it was not 13 hours. hours. It was about probably about, it was about eight, about but seven or yeah, eight. Yeah. Mine was about ten. Where are you coming from? Uh, closer to Sacramento. Davis. Uh, Oakley. Brentwood, like in the middle of nowhere, Don't farm town. She just moved to literally the yeah, Willows? Is it near Willows? Not that I'm Just kidding, right. I don't know. It's kind of near Stockton. Oh, Stockton. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> it's kind of in the state of California. Oh, California. <laughs> oh, US of A. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. We're good. We're good. By the way, do you know that one person from that one state? <laughs> you know that movie with that guy? I love that movie. Oh, yeah, my God. Great. There's a guy. He's not too tall, not too short. He's just like... I, I do this thing on the he Mass, has a face. Yeah. I do this thing on the Mass Effect ride where if I need to stall, I um, ask if anyone's been outside the solar system before, and somebody always raises their hands, and... Um, usually I'll get Mars or Uranus, which then I can say, oh, that's inside the solar system, and everyone laughs at them. But um, sometimes people say, like, oh, that place, and then I just riff for like 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, that place, with that time, with those people? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Smart asses. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, so, if you're going to raise your hand, at least know what's in the solar system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So you guys, Maybe they just wanted to get off the ride. That's true. That's, true. <laughs> that's possible. Hey, it hasn't started yet, so now you're hopefully talking. not. Who wants to get off the Mass Effect ride? Me, people though. like me who throw up when they watch like just a car drive <laughs> past another car. We, we've only had one person yeah. throw up on the ride ever oh, in really? like four months. So I think you'd probably that's be okay. Pretty good. Yeah. They threw up in the lobby too, not on the ride. My eight-year-old oh, nephew. Yeah. Thinks I'm such I a don't horse. know yeah. what that had to do with the ride. It, I don't know. I, it's possible that Reapers just terrified them. Reaperphobia. Yes, it's a common fair. thing. Common, okay, common so you guys okay. are at Comic Con. You're doing concerts and promoting the show, but you're also in the middle of a Stephen bomb. Is it weird that every day there's more that the show that you can talk about? Do you have trouble keeping it straight in your head? Um, I feel like it's more than a Stephen bomb. This yeah. is the summer of Stephen. It's like four Stephen bombs. Stephen's yeah. adventures. Yeah. yeah. I know things. Right. <laughs> so, it's for me. I, I can't even keep up because I'm, I'm doing yeah. this other show now. And this week we had a couple long days, and I was planning on coming home and watching the episodes, and they ended up like ending at 10 p.m. Yeah. And then I drove down here, so I haven't seen any of the new episodes this week. Oh my god. Um, but I think it's awesome that we actually are here during Stephen Month because last year we were like in the middle of nowhere in a hiatus. Right. Yeah. Um, and basically all the questions we got were like. When's this coming back? What's going to happen? Yeah. yeah. We got some of those today, as we always do. Um, but Ian had a, a pretty good... That was a good strategy. <laughs> he told them beforehand, if they, they asked for spoilers, he was just going to read them one of the random talking points that the network had. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he did that oh. many times. He was like, Excellent. Well, last time we chatted, I remember you mentioned you were working with Paradox voice actor still. And like so somehow like some fan went through the podcast like by minute by minute was like, Oh, well, that means Paradox staying around for this amount of time because it takes them this long to record, and so we know that she, like, I was just like, oh my god, I didn't pick up on that. I I knew that we were going to have to talk about them because they were, like, such an integral part of the show. Yeah. But we knew that people would figure that out based on the amount of time it takes them to get the show. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of okay. They didn't know in what context at the time. Now she's, like, a good guy. Yeah, Yeah. exactly, which is awesome. I love that moment. How's it been for you guys, like, expanding this voice acting cast? 
like now we have Perry and like we had a little bit of Yellow Diamond and like all this crazy yeah. stuff. It's so fun. It's yeah. so fun. It's just the family just gets bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger. I think um, we're a pretty welcoming crew. It's not like we're like hazing them on the side. Right? <laughs> You're not? No. That disappointed me. I'm like, drink more of that hot tea and honey with lemon and gargle that apple Take cider care of your vinegar. Voice. Yeah. Are you a voice actor or an amateur? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I'm glad we're having Grace roll back for more episodes too. She's yes. part of the story. Oh, yeah. yeah. Darling. Yeah. Yeah, but it's been, I mean, Shelby is hilarious. Oh, we love Shelby so much. Yeah. And Jen Paz. Jen Paz. Jen Paz. Charlene. Yeah. Ruby. Oh my gosh. And yeah. Erica Luttrell, Sapphire. Like, it just. We have Kimberly Brooks. I mean, everybody. Yeah. Everybody who comes in adds something amazing to the crew. Yeah. You know? So, um, are you guys, since you're on the, just a giant bunch of episodes right now, are you off recording Steven for a while? Do you come back in a couple of months, or do you have, like, another recording date coming up? We have, like, a month off right now, don't we? What? We're in it. We're in I it. I think you got one more before the month off. But I've been traveling. I've been on tour yeah. for almost a year Yeah, because you were doing uh, If Then, right? I'm doing If Then currently. I still, still doing am. It. Oh, yes. great. It's, um, it closes uh, on August 14th. And then um, they've been recording me remotely, which oh. has been amazing. So every big city that they can find a, you know, a studio that they can record from, uh, they'll just patch me in. Well, that's cool. That's and, um, and then these guys get to play together in the studio, and I miss out. <laughs> I miss them so much. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, since Didi's not here, let's, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. The, um, last week, that session, I thought that was our first off week, and then on Tuesday, I was on set for the show, and I got an email with Steven Universe record pack, just like, wait a minute. Because um, oh. I was like trying to rest my voice before the panel. Yeah. Today. Um, oh, right, right, right. But yeah, now, now we're in Who'd you off. record with? Oh, you can't say. Wait, I probably can't, but who was it? There's so many. Well, it wasn't any of you. So yeah, all the time. I went in the week before with just Estelle. Okay, I didn't record with this. I should totally know this. This is so bad. <laughs> that's you guys. That's how busy and important yeah. he is. Right? He doesn't remember things. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, guys. I don't even remember the plebeians I work with on a daily basis. Where's your planner? <laughs> Where's your Franklin planner? Where's your planner? Check your planner. Oh, it was um. <laughs> Where's your traffic keeper? Where <laughs> are your files? Where's your PA? It was a cool kid. The cool kid. Oh, oh okay. there. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. Okay. Do you know of Lamar Abrams? He's a storyboard artist, and he also voices. He's got an Fuck amazing Dewey. voice. Okay. He has an amazing. Really <laughs> Half the session was by myself though, because I had all those pickups. Because I, I was playing hooky. Oh. What yeah. you miss? I missed. I had to duck out of the the previous week's session like two hours early because I was doing both shows that day. Oh, okay. <laughs> So, okay, is it weird, so you guys normally, like, when you can, you record together in the same room. Yeah. Is it weird when you're suddenly by yourself and having to pretend that everybody else is there, like, if you're on tour or if you're on hooky or... Yes well, and no. What, what do you think? Well, when I'm, when I'm on tour, I, I, I literally just read my script, like, what I have to, my little section. So, when I see the episode, like everybody else, is the only time that I <laughs> can see the whole thing in its entirety, and, 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 uh, and... And even sometimes I don't get a chance to look at the storyboard, so I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm just like reading these lines and getting these uh, line direction from from the, from the director. So 
um, I have no idea. A lot of times I have no idea and I'm finding out like everybody else. Is it is it weird as an actor to like not have the other person to play off of? It's it's much I think it's more helpful to have everybody. We feed yeah. off of each other yeah. and and we laugh and my cheeks hurt at the end of the record because yeah. we just have so much fun. Yeah. But sometimes if you have, you know, certain sections, not that I don't love you guys, but like sometimes it is nice when you can go in and they can just spend time with you, yeah. banging out line after line, and you can just do like maybe five takes in a row, and you can get some really good takes in there. So I think there are advantages yeah. to both, but yeah. if I can see their pretty little mugs in the morning, yeah, yeah. I prefer that. Yeah. You know? There's a camaraderie when we're bouncing off each other that helps a lot with the reads. Yeah, I've got to imagine it's when you're doing like... Say, for example, it's over, isn't it? When you gotta do something that's like really deep and introspective, it's probably easier to do that by that yourself. That was, I yeah. was going yeah. to all that that day, yeah. Because yeah. also, you know, nobody else was in that record for that song, so it was a, so yeah, that, that also helps. If, if there's a song, I, I much prefer to be in the booth by myself. <laughs> yeah. Because the singing Same. is by far the hardest part of the show for me, and Same. it's really nerve wracking, and I've never had to do it, but I'm, I'm really nervous if I ever have to be in the booth with Estelle and sing a song. <laughs> <laughs> I know Rebecca, you had to do that. You're listening you? to and this. I'm Put the... him in the booth with a step. <laughs> ah! And Dee Dee. Oh my God. But you're so supportive. I love their voices. They're so all, nice. You're all amazing, so I, that's very easy. It's, it's so fun. What a, what a great job we can Are you still switching up for Steven when you're singing now? Because like you're you're outgrowing him very quickly. <laughs> yeah. They write the songs in certain you're keys. Right. Okay. So that we can. Zach. So it's easier to Yeah, I hear that. Um, it was definitely a struggle when my voice was changing to figure out which keys were better because the keys kept changing. <laughs> uh, but Rebecca and them were like really, really accommodating with that and helped us through it. That, that was definitely the hardest period of the show for me by far was yeah. working through the cracks. And I, I was basically working with a voice that I didn't know how to use that I'd never used before. So it was interesting. <laughs> do they have like a vocal coach like a vocal coach on set for you guys when you do those st- that stuff? Or is it just kind no, of... I have my own vocal coach that, that I, I worked with to preserve as many of the high notes as I could. Yeah, that's um, cool. And when my voice changed, I like, I was, I was pretty distraught. Like I gave up on singing for a while. Like I was, I was really a mess. Yeah, it's uh, getting that high stuff back is really interesting. But like I'm a tenor too, and like it's, you know, it's, I have to spend every week with my vocal coach being like, all right, sing it all the way back here in the top of your head and all that stuff that you have to think about as opposed yeah. to just singing it. Yeah, the resonating sound. Of the yeah. Because he really likes me, he was sing higher. Than me. Yeah. No, it's important <laughs> that I do that. I feel like I'm a contrabass. I'm trying so hard to get her to use "It's Over" as an audition song for like. It's a beautiful. It's such a great song. Like just the emotional journey that it goes through. It's wonderful. My husband's a tenor too. He sings higher than me, (laughs) and I'm totally fine with it. Yeah, uh, that's the the life of an alto. You know, you guys hold everything down and don't take all the credit, and we stand in the front and are very loud and take all the credit. Yeah, (laughs) is that how it goes? Yeah. As a tenor, yes. Yeah, no, altos are usually like the we're the ones the that are holding that one note for like four bars. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. And then we go a half step, and then whatever, just to get in, the resolution. In the producers, so yeah. I was in the producers, and there's one song where we literally sing every single note we sing is an A, and like we sang it for the entire yeah. song, and I think we went to like a G. Then back to the A. Yeah. Like, oh, big jump! This is Whoa. the yeah. most boring <laughs> song of all time. Yeah. Yeah. But, but then again, you don't but have to think sounded, about it too much. It sounded yeah, really exactly. good. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like it's a 
very important part. Yeah. <laughs> well, because you know the core. Yeah, you're like, filling in the missing stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Utility yeah. players. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You're, I the need ones, you're the ones analogies. holding up the teardrop. <laughs> <laughs> great, great, great. They play all the infield positions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, we, yeah, I, exactly I think that might be did. the first sports metaphor ever on this podcast. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's actually true, but... Yeah. Uh, I, I am not sports except for baseball. Yeah. Which I am obsessed with. All right. Who's your team? Oh, is this where we're going? All right. Uh, Cardinals. Cardinals? Really? Who's yours? Giants. Okay. I mean, we're from San Francisco, so... Yeah. I, 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 Giants are great. I grew up a, a Marlins fan because I was raised in South Florida, oh. and then, like, I moved back out here, and I was like, go Giants, Marlins suck. <laughs> I love the Marlins, honestly. Like, yeah. they're, they're really interesting. Yeah. yeah. I discovered... Um, I liked Ken Griff when Ken Griffey Jr. was there. Yeah. 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 I, was, I was a fan of JT Snow, personally. Oh, yeah. yeah. Super overrated. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, like no, popcorn, popcorn hot dogs. Uh, the yes. uh, Giant Stadium is here. Garlic fries. Garlic fries. Yes. Yep. Yes. They have really good garlic fries there. Ghirardelli so. Sundays. Yep. <laughs> My favorite JT Snow thing is there's a video of him. I think it was like Dusty Baker, the manager. His son was like a bat boy or something. Okay. Or he was like in the dugout and he like wandered out onto the field and there was a play at the plate and a runner was like charging into home and he wandered like into the baseline. <laughs> JT Snow like right ahead of the runner just like grabs him and lifts him up like in the air, and he's a hero for it. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and those tight pants. <laughs> <laughs> when we were in college, Uniforms. her dorm room was outside of the baseball field, and all My of the girls on her floor right in there. And the baseball players knew it because, like, literally all the girls, and it was. Um, it alternated floors for the gender, so you knew where the girls' floors were because all the little faces, like, just sticking out there, be like, just keep running. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, so speaking yeah. of baseball, you guys had a fun baseball episode, Stephen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was very happy for that. that it's one was of my new favorites. All the rubies, and we had uh, Lapis' Bob, and like, <laughs> Earl. Earl. Earl is my favorite Earl baseball name. That was so funny. Yeah. That was awesome. So many cosplayers of those already. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. There's, I have seen, I think, five different Rose Quartz and Greg Universe couples this weekend already. Oh, this is the cutest freaking thing. I need to find a Greg. I, yeah. I, do, a, I do a Rose Quartz cosplay. Oh, Are you guys cool. awesome? We could. Oh, we could. I did grown up Battle Steven a couple of years ago for a con where oh, yeah. I, I had the Greg hair because I had long, longer hair then and I had a bandolier of cookie cats over the, uh, the like, <laughs> yeah. uh, nice. shirt yeah. stuff, which was fun. Yeah. yeah, I actually really want to do Parent. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, yeah. She's my fave. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah. yeah. And, like, that episode where she was trying to befriend Lapis. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> That was hilarious. I just love the part where Steven was just like, let's paint a line down the middle of this bar and nothing bad could happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so I have another question that's kind of related to that. Um, a lot of actors that I've talked to on shows, when people do this to them, like, hey, remember that one episode? All of the episodes have bled together because you guys record like 15 episodes at once. Do you, how many times per con do you have a moment where people are like, you remember that one episode? And you're like, no. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, it's a lot. If, they, if they ask a question about what happens in the episode, I will remember it. But if they say the episode title, I won't. Yeah. yeah. Like, no chance. If you said, like, an episode title right now, there's about a 50 50% chance I could tell you what happened and probably not otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's like a big, because once the episodes air and people start talking about them, like then I, like it jogs my memory. Yeah. And then obviously they're the ones we just did, but the, like that weird black hole in between, like from 
like four months to a year ago that haven't aired yet, like I remember nothing. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's no way for me to see them unless I like say Rebecca, can I go upstairs? And watch <laughs> yeah. Which doesn't happen very often. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because you can't do the voices well anymore. Or no? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bam! I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Ow. I'm sorry. It was Ow. the old thing, and I did. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see you later. Yeah. Thanks, Asia yeah. Geeks. Yeah. Yeah. But how crazy is it to work on this like little show and come out and just see the fans in full force? Like, I mean, I think I heard people like stood in line for like hours. Seven p.m. last last night. Yeah, last night. Like, that is more than twelve hours. That is, I can't math right now. That is more than twelve hours. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Wow! Well, I I'm, when we signed on, I had no idea what I had no idea what the show was gonna was gonna evolve into. Yeah. And um, I love that that this cartoon is unlike any cartoon out there. Yeah. Uh, even growing up, you know, watching cartoons as a child, I love that I can watch this show with my kids, and um, and it, it brings up some some maybe it could be hard hard to talk about subjects, yeah. um, but it's introduced or um, in, a, in a beautiful, uh, simple way that everybody can relate to, and, yeah. I, and I just love that about this show. It speaks to so many people, and when we get a chance to talk with the fans, mm. each and every one of them has something that they can relate to yeah. in the show, and it's just beautiful. Everybody just has embraced this show so beautifully, and Rebecca Sugar is brilliant the, the whole Steven Universe team is they're just they're so awesome it's interesting that you say that it's presented in a simple way I mean um, yeah you're right it certainly is and these are really hard topics to tackle yeah. but at the same time I think the show does a beautiful job of balancing it so that we are not told what's right and wrong there's so much room for interpretation and um, I think that's why maybe the show speaks to so many different types of people, you know? Yeah. So Yeah. Well I it's like yeah. like you were you were saying, you know, you guys tackle things like you talk about consent and you talk about like, you know, boundaries and getting over lost loves and like it's all this stuff that like the only other cartoon I've ever been able to compare this to is Avatar the Last Airbender. So that it was just how I sell people on the show by telling them that it's as good as Avatar. I like, love that it's show. Not yeah. Yeah. Oh, see, I have to, I have to watch it. Same. Oh, it's on my to do so list. But like, it's it's just that level of like being able to yeah. So like you know, but parents can show this thing to their kids and they like that fusion episode um, where you can talk about the fact like you're talking about all of the stuff that like is really adult. But yeah. kids are getting the message at this age with the building blocks so they can talk about it as an adult later in life, which is just really, really fascinating. And I love that the foundation, that it's, it's about love. Just it, all yeah. bring, it always brings it back to love, and, it, and it's just, it's a wonderful message to share with young people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not just young kids that watch the show, and, and it's, it's just, I'm very, very proud to be part of this. <laughs> <laughs> So is that something that you guys would say drew to Stephen Universe in the first place? Like when you were first like when you were first pitched the show, like were you hesitant at all about it, or like did you hear a pitch and were like, yeah, I'm totally in? Wait, time out. It's Rebecca Sugar who created it. They weren't pitching us. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, she's a genius. Yeah. I mean, we're auditioning, being like, please, yeah. Yeah. please. I, I, I yeah. have to stop. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. That's fair. Yeah. Rebecca Sugar. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's how you knew from the pilot that it was. 
amazing, but did we know it was going to be this big? No, but certainly as the scripts, you know, as we're reading these scripts and we're in the booth and we're seeing everything sort of unfold, yeah, I mean, it made it all the more appealing and, and it, yeah, I feel like I'm constantly grateful and proud to be associated with this show and these people who um, are so accepting of so many other beliefs and, and people and, you know, so... So, oh, uh, what has what do you think has been the most satisfying part about working on Steven Universe? I know that's a big question. <laughs> that's a, that's an yeah, question, yeah. free yeah, fruit yeah. in the morning. I, yeah. know. <laughs> I was gonna say the bagels actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Didi was gonna say bagels. <laughs> <laughs> Did I still hey, get no, 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 no. Crafty is really yeah. Crucial. No, no, oh, yes. we don't have that. Good it's like be. a little tray. Um, for me, I mean, there's been a few different things, but. They kind of go hand in hand, these two things. Seeing the fan reaction to the show, but not just the fan reaction, but the fan reactions where people say that Steven Universe has impacted their life in a positive way. And this has really come to life for me in the past few months, six months, I'd say. I've really started to get people coming up to me. It was ever since episodes like The Answer aired, um, and some of the other ones we were talking about, when, when people started seeing that side of the show and those messages being put out, um, people started being affected on a, a really deep level that I, I, I sort of hoped for, but I never really expected that kind of that level of reaction from so many people. I get people coming up to me at cons like, I just got back from Afghanistan and I would. I, that guy I, was amazing. I, I quote: This guy said, "I just got back from Afghanistan not a year ago. Uh, I felt dead inside until I watched this show, and it it, it helped me." He watched it with his son. With his son. Yeah. It brought him back yeah. to, with his son because oh he couldn't God. relate and, like, he couldn't reintegrate himself into his family. And they used Steven Universe to bond over. Isn't that just yeah. so and wonderful? Was that today during the panel? That no. was in Miami about a month ago. Not an isolated incident. This happens at almost every con I go yeah. to. Yeah. Um, stories like that. And, yeah. I mean, just to hear that, it's like my work is playing a small part in something that's having this amazing impact yeah. on people yeah. and I I couldn't be prouder of that. Yeah. I feel the same way. That's that is a huge, huge um, uh, part of why I love being part of the show. Being playing such a small part in such a big, big thing that is affecting so many people in a positive way. In a beautiful positive way. Plus, we get to sing and I like to sing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that it's a very musical show, yeah. and everybody loves the music, and it's just—it's such a great package. It's a—it's really interesting time in America right now, and I think that um, it's unfortunate that we're facing so many of these issues in 2016. But the show does feel like um, it is chipping away at some of these. Um, I'm like <laughs> chipping away at at uh, some of these uh, biases. Yeah. Is that the plural of biases? Biases. I think so. Yeah. We'll go with it. So sounds legit. We don't have a grammar Nazi. But yeah, I mean, it, it, this show feels very special. Yeah. And I love that Rebecca is so brave to just go for it and talk about things mm-hmm. that you know. 
a lot of people might be afraid to talk about. And in, in a children's cartoon, yeah. Yeah. at that. Like in the context minutes. In 11 yeah. minutes. Right. That's the part that I always Just to get that my mind. deep, uh, it's, we, it's so the, amazing. We haven't actually seen the previous Steve Bond, so like the, the night before the con, we were sitting in our, our hotel room, we watched the whole Steve Bond and then Mr. Greg, and we're just like, I feel like I just watched a whole season of TV, and yeah. it took us yeah. like yeah. an hour. Yeah, because <laughs> you're emotional. Yeah, your emotions yeah. just go crazy. Yeah, and I, I love too. Speaking on like Rebecca being so brave, I love too that like Cartoon Network doesn't seem to really fight back on any of this stuff. From what I've heard from uh, from you guys in interviews, oh, some of the stuff I, I guess maybe, but like. And there's all those like memes going around of like you know people storming into Rebecca's office and like what are you doing with these lesbians on the show and her being like make it gay. I haven't seen it. Well, I mean, we can't really speak to no, what the totally. network does yeah. or doesn't do, but whatever airs is you know yeah. that's making I mean, they, they approve so. it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it gets on the air. I, I don't think that this. Sh- the things the show has put on the air would get away on every network. I'm no. that yeah. Way. Well, it is censored in different countries. Yes. Right. Yeah. In oh, England, that, yeah. um, Rose and so Pearl's bad. Fusion got censored because apparently, like, it was too racy. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, racy? You guys produced the Spice Girls. <laughs> right? Come well, on. And then I'm also like, yeah. Stephen and Connie fused. And they're children. Yeah. So, so that was okay. Like, <laughs> it's so, it's yeah. a shame. Yeah, I, just it the context of it. it yeah. 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 But, no, it's it's a wonderful, wonderful show. And, like, thank you guys so much Seriously. for, like, contributing yeah. to it. And they're bringing those cry buckets into our handkerchiefs. Oh, my God. <laughs> four episodes. Them feels. Oh, yeah. oh, my yeah. God. Oh, <laughs> right in the feels. feels. So there is... There's a lot of shirts, Steven Universe shirts, oh. and there's one of Rose Quartz holding Steven's hands. Oh my god. And I was she's just like, like standing on her feet, like learning to walk, oh, and it's no. just like, oh. Oh my I god, like seriously, that. I was just like, I just got my makeup done. <laughs> <laughs> I love it's the it's, We Love Fine we booth love downstairs. Fine. They have, like, Everybody yeah. that came to our signing earlier had this awesome gear. I'm like, where did you get that? Every single one of them said the We Love Fine yeah. booth. Yeah. Uh, we we no, literally bought six, six Steven Universe t-shirts. Uh, yeah. wow. I'm, I'm going to have to go down there tomorrow. They yeah. sent us some shirts because we judged their uh, oh, t-shirts. Oh, yeah, yeah. that was so fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I, I still have some really cool ones that I wear a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, that's another part. That, that's a good point, Zach. That's another part of the show that is also um, pretty fun to be a part of. Uh because it's such an art-based show, we're seeing all these budding artists and, and they're sending, you know, and the fan art is amazing oh, and the fact that we, we, so you great. can see Rebecca just d- directly influencing these kids yeah. and, and Ian, I mean, the whole universe. and it's like, it's nice that they're so supportive of, uh, yeah. I, had an I awesome, mean, I'm a creative. Oh, I had an awesome moment today at the signing where this girl showed Rebecca one of her drawings and Rebecca just instantly went into this, like, really educational lecture on perspective to, like, to, to help her improve her drawings even more. They were already amazing they were drawings, amazing, but she's yeah. like, the horizon line's here, and it, it blah, 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 top of the surface here. I, I'm not <laughs> an artist mind like that, but just listening to it, like I learned something from it. It was very, very That's interesting, so cool. and she's so dedicated to yeah. 
helping people make art. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, they had the, the t-shirts downstairs, two or three of them are the results of that fan contest you guys judged. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't, yeah. they didn't look was different. Was the Crying Breakfast events. Friends there? Yeah. Yes, yes I think so. Yeah. Um, there was uh, <laughs> one of Lion, but he's like a, a stained glass painting, and inside is the world that, like, uh, Rose left behind. Did you choose that one? I, I did? I think you might have. Or was that me? I can't remember which one I voted for. It was so long ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, yeah. No, I almost voted for crying breakfast friends. I remember that. Yeah. But you but did I, I knew you would. But I, 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 I had a lot of fusions. Yeah, that one was gorgeous. And I love how that one, I think that one was one of the only ones with Connie on it. Oh, which one? Uh, there was a one with like all the characters. I think they were in like battle mode. And it all actually had like battle Connie. Do you guys need to rock out? Yeah. Okay. Probably All right. Yeah. I'm so glad right. you got you had as little as the time you had uh, to spend with what you did. Thank, thank you. 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 Thank Sure. It's your normal voice. So. Hey, dude. Sans, Michaela. Wait, what am I doing? Shout out to the gems. Uh, oh, hey, it's Amethyst. And Pearl. And Steven. And this is the Ace of Geeks podcast. Woohoo. Uh, Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, dude. I love you all. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen. How was your first week back from Comic-Con, Ben? Oh my god, it sucks. I know! <laughs> yeah. The real world is awful. Super yeah. fast. Like, like, I, like, I had to leave Comic-Con a day early. For those of you that, like, weren't following on Twitter and stuff, I had to leave Comic-Con a day early to go to um, a different conference in Toronto. And, like, I, it's just been horrible trying to get back. And, like, I regret... Well, I don't regret because the conference went really well, but, like, I'm really bummed that I couldn't just stay at San Diego Comic-Con for a couple days. Yeah. It's, it was kind, it's kind of weird being back in the real world and, like, looking, looking, like, working in normal life and not being like, you mean I don't just go interview celebrities all day? Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> Isn't that what I do now? <laughs> certainly felt like it. It, yeah, it really did. This was, uh, our first really big press year, and, uh. Well, you guys listening to this podcast just heard our interview with the Crystal Gems, which they're amazing, and we love them, and that was very, awesome. Very, very much. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but um, I think we kind of kicked butt this year. It does feel a little bit like we kicked a whole lot of butt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, take us through the experience, guys. What was your favorite part of con? I was mostly floored by... I guess how well everything was organized. Were you floored so, like, by the floor? Well, that too. But I mean, like this was this was sort of a consensus across a couple of people that had previously done Comic Con. But the fact that the organizers had spread out the convention across a bunch of different hotels made the expo floor a lot easier to navigate, and it wasn't yes. as crowded. And so it was definitely way less crowded this year, and I think that was definitely part of it too. And there's a bunch of other stuff that contributed too, apparently. But yeah, yeah. like there was there there you could actually move and breathe at Comic Con this year, which was nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, 
I have a little bit of, of insight on that too. Um, so, uh, you know, I live in LA in which there's this great train that goes from Los Angeles. Um, I guess it's union station to down to, uh, San Diego and it's mm-hmm. like two and a half hours. And if you bad. get the VIP, you get like wine and you get like a whole bunch of snacks and like newspaper and unlimited coffee and tea and guaranteed seat, which is a big deal Comic Con weekend. Yeah. So I'm sitting there and there's the guy that voices Drac for the um, the I I don't know what what is the Space show Ghost? called right now? The Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. Thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, but he was just like sitting across the way and he was talking. I was like, I couldn't help it over here that you were talking about the convention. I'm sorry, did you just say that it was 20,000 people less because there weren't... Basically, he was saying that there were 20,000... Uh, or, sorry, is that right? Could be. It seems like Could a be. lot. But, yeah. Um, but, no, sorry, I'm getting it wrong. But there are 2,000 extra tickets um, in prior years because of counterfeit badges. Uh. And so we were... We were 2,000 people less this convention, and it was actually, it makes a lot of sense why the sales were better across the board for small press that I talked to, Yeah. why, you know, like, we felt like there was breathing room, and why in general the con just stunk less than last year. (laughs) Last year kind of sucked across the board for most people, which was kind of funny. Um, Everyone I talked to had a crummy year last year. Yeah, it's interesting, because the RFID system... Um, at Silicon Valley Comic Con was such a pain in the ass, and here it was yeah, I, I, the scanning in and scanning out at Silicon Valley was just like there was always huge lines to get in and out well, of the con. Well, because at Silicon Valley they only had one scan in scan out point. Yeah. Whereas here they had it at every single entrance and exit, which is the only way you can do it to handle mass amounts of people. Yeah. And like. It seemed like they also had, like, really good engineers on it, because I never had a problem with it. Yeah, the only people I know who had problems with it were people who forgot to scan out on the way out. And so then, of course, the con's like, well, this badge is still scanned in from last night. You can't come back in. <laughs> and and a, lot, a lot of that is to the credit of WonderCon for being, like, the guinea pig. Like, WonderCon, yeah. they had, um, basically, someone shut off something they shouldn't have, and the system blipped. Oh, and oh, so a God. whole bunch of people that picked up their badges in advance of the convention's first day basically just got erased from the system, and they all had to go back and verify their identity. Oh, oh God. shit. So, like, you're talking, like, a good hundred people having to verify their identities as soon as they get in on the first day of the convention. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, so they learned from that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was. I expected it to be a giant pain when I saw the RFID badges come in, and it actually was like super simple and straightforward, and way easier than in previous years where you had to like bring an email proving that you existed to like a random hotel in the middle of nowhere to pick up your badge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and also like I think it helped prevent the crush of people trying to enter the convention and leave mm-hmm. the convention. You know, because we all had to fit through the styles, we had to, like, be somewhat orderly about it, because if you didn't check out, then you wouldn't be able to get in the next day. So, like, 
I think it was actually a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think they they did a lot this year just to make the flow better. Like, I don't know if the floor actually had more space, but it felt like they widened out a lot of the aisles and there were less choke points than there were last year or three years ago was the last time I was I there. I think what they did, too, is they spread out the um, anchor mm-hmm. booths because I remember yeah. before it used to be that whole center section was Marvel, DC, Vertigo, and... I think Nickelodeon was also right there. Yeah. Like, everything that was big that year was, like, right in the middle of the convention floor. And so it was just, like, super booth next to super booth and people just waiting in lines. And I just remember us cycling around the Nickelodeon booth. Like, yeah. unending cycle. Um, <laughs> Trying but, to get into Dark Horse to get our uh, autographs from the Avatar creators. <laughs> yeah, and so, like, I, I just feel like... They they were smarter in their placement of things. It was still grouped by, like, type of booth, because that's really the only way to do it, but it just felt like there was more space between the, the big ticket booths. But... Yeah. yeah. There, was, there was still that point between uh, Marvel and DC, but I don't think there's a way yeah. to avoid that. No, no. it's just kind of going to be... I, I would mean, say that's absolutely on point. I feel like, they honestly, they should just give Marvel and DC each their own ballroom in a separate hotel and call it a day. Because <laughs> they oh, always... Just they'll... give Marvel their own for their group of people to line up and mob over free right? stuff. That'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they always seem to have so much stuff crammed into their booth. Like, DC had such a cool idea of having the costumes from all their films and TVs at the, TV yeah. at their booth this year. But then you're wandering around the booth like, well, no one's going to move because they're taking pictures of Wonder Woman's costume. <laughs> well, and also, I felt like the booths were designed for children to wander through. Not, like, grown-ass adults. like With giant bags. With giant bags. Oh like, my god, yeah. I, I loved, I actually really liked that it was a backpack because it distributed the weight a little bit better. You didn't feel like mm-hmm. your back was getting tweaked out. But... It was just a little too wide to really be feasible for someone who's not the same width as that bag. The worst, the worst I mean, Comic-Con yeah. bag experience. I'm a small like, person, and I had so many people almost, like, knock me over yeah. because they would right. just, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The worst Comic-Con yeah. bag experience I had, though, was, so I got an invite to the uh, Lionsgate Power Rangers party on Friday night. Uh, which was really cool. It was through uh, Keith, who runs uh, Hench and Justice, one of our our friend sites. Uh, it was all about Power Ranger stuff. But I had been running around the floor and doing interviews all day, and so I just went straight to um, the party. And then when I got there, everybody else was all like super dressed up, and I was still wearing a t-shirt and shorts and carrying my Comic-Con backpack bag, and I was just like... I look like the scrubbiest scrub who've ever, <laughs> like, scrubbed Whoever anything. Scrubs. Yeah. I... <laughs> I had this similar a similar experience. A friend whose press invited me out with her friends uh, to go to a mansion party. What? And I was like, I'm I'm dressed as Sansa Stark right nah. now. Am I gonna feel awkward there? And they're all like dressed up nice because they're doing press and they smell good and their hair is pretty <laughs> and they don't probably have you know like swamp ass. So uh, that was an interesting experience. Uh, luckily everyone was already pretty drunk by the time I got there and uh, that was fine totally fine <laughs> but the but... thing is your Sansa dress is 
effing gorgeous. So if Thank anything, you. they just were like, whoa, what designer? Yeah. So, I mean, if, if, there's all... any, if there's any cosplay just... that can get away with, like, fitting into a high-class party, it's probably Sansa Stark. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you were dressed as, like, you know, I don't know, Lady Deathstrike or something, it might have been a different... <laughs> She's pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's though. just, there was no one else dressed up, and I knew there wouldn't be, because industry doesn't really do that, because yeah. it's not their hustle, but, you know. Yeah. It, it, that was the interesting thing about the press rooms, because there was always somebody cosplaying at the press tables we sat down at, but um, they were always, like, super self-conscious about it, like, I was wearing this because I wanted to cosplay today, but now I'm interviewing Tara Strong, and I'm dressed like Harley Quinn, and is this weird? That seems <laughs> fine. Yeah. It's, it's when it's like, you know, you're interviewing, like, you know, the president of whatever production company that I would feel really out of place. Like, oh, God, this person lives in an office and I am totally assaulting them with their fandom now. (laughs) But that's That's how I felt on Saturday because, like, Marianne Butler from Aggressive Comics had, you know, texted me and she was like, hey, you want to be on this panel about journalism? And I was like, "Uh," so my first question was, what's the panel about? And the second question was, um is it okay that I'm in full cosplay? Because this was Saturday, and so I had my bright pink wig, I had my Steven Universe t-shirt, I had, like, the awesome. ball gown skirt. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, no, it's totally fine. And I was the only one on this panel that was dressed up, and everyone else was super professional. And I was like, <laughs> uh. <laughs> so how, how was that panel experience? It was interesting. Um, so I think it went better than the last panel that I was on, which was... I think actually like WonderCon back in Sacramento like two or three years ago. Um, was that two or three years ago? Jeez, you did great on that yeah. one too, though. But yeah, but um, I mean, like there were there were so many of us, and like there were so many other people on the panel that were like more experienced than me. Um, and so like I, I answered like all of like two or three questions, but I mean like Mailing had said that I had answered them well, so I mean yeah. if that counts for anything, well, you totally good. did. You were, yeah, you were hunkering down for that while I was losing my mind in Hall H. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, once again, we'll just keep giving thank yous to Marianne Butler, but she managed to get me into Hall H for the uh, last half of the day, uh, which means I saw the Marvel panel, which was barely a panel. It was more like a theme park show than anything yeah. else that happened to have the actors from the movies in it. Like, they would, they would be like, okay, now we're going to talk about Black Panther. Here's the whole cast of Black Panther. And then, like... Chadwick Bosman would answer like two questions and they'd be like, All right, thanks everybody and like you're like you had Lupita Nyongyo up there and you didn't even ask her any questions. Like what? <laughs> um and then they put on a laser light show for Doctor Strange and then blew our minds with a bunch of footage for Guardians of the Galaxy and then didn't answer any questions and left. <laughs> yeah, that's how those panels go. <laughs> yeah. I don't go anymore. I'm just I'd rather see something small. Like, some of the best panels I've seen were, like, the Mad Magazine panel mm-hmm. in 2012. What was, what was good about that legit. one? Um, they, uh, their Q&A consisted of, like, all right, if anyone has any questions, comments, or grievances, and then this guy came up and he was like, hello, yes, when I was this old, um, I purchased a comic, and then I noticed that there were four pages pulled out of the comic and at that time the the comic was like this many pages long so i figured that's worth about 30 cents and i would like my 30 cents back sir and he was like okay come on up and he pulls like 30 cents out of his pocket and gets <laughs> that's amazing that's hilarious that is amazing yeah. that's cool like, stuff. just 
stuff like that. You know, yeah. you're just like, what? What did I just see happen? <laughs> yeah, I love stuff like that that ends up being fan interaction. Um, the uh, um, you, you don't get that much at SDCC, but you do get it a lot of like the smaller conventions where the actor is just there to, to interact. Like at the one time we went to a official Star Trek convention in San Francisco, there was a lot of that, which was really nice to see. Yeah. <laughs> That's like every day at Hawaii Con, which yeah. BTFs, if you're listening to this podcast, you should go to Hawaii Con because it's the 50th anniversary of Star Trek this year and they have an amazing lineup. Including yeah. Shatner. Shatner! Oh, they do have an amazing what? lineup. Wait, and... don't they? Oh, they don't have Shatner. That's right. I'm confused. They Sorry, have Riker. Enough. Right. Sorry, I thought they had Shatner. My bad. Give me 10 Rikers over Shatner any day. Okay. And uh, he will give you 10 of himself. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> And they are also a non-profit organ, or, yeah, kind of a non-profit organization trying to promote, like, scientific knowledge and stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. I, was, I was looking up their um, kind of mission, and I was like, oh, my God, I really want to go. But why does it have to be during the school year? But then I remembered Hawaii is awful during the summer. Yeah. Awful. I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. Hawaii's never awful. <laughs> It's just, it's, it's hot. It's, it's like super hot. Yeah, but it's always hot. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, I was actually, it's interesting, because that's one of the things, if I can go back to the convention that we just were at, um, that I really like about SDCC is that, it, you know, I've gone to a bunch of like Wizard Worlds and um, other conventions of that ilk that are sort of more about, um, we brought the farms. stars. Yeah, exactly. And it feels more like, a trap to steal nerds' money than it does, like, a celebration of fandom. And even though right. Comic-Con mm. is super fucking huge and has all these big companies coming there, I still feel like it has that celebration of... Excuse me, celebration of fandom bit down pat. Yeah. Like, it's, uh... It feels like something that was built for the fans rather than built for, like, let's make a lot of money off of these stupid idiots. I think it'll... I think oh, we have it. to... We have to look at that um, for for what the companies have. And Comic Con is different in that the companies get so much press because it's so big. Because it's arguably, along with um, things like um, the New York Comic Con and Emerald City Comic Con, it's it's the biggest one. So you get more press from putting lots and lots of stuff for the fans at that Comic Con than you do for charging at the others and you get more on goodwill so it yeah. breeds I, I think it breeds more of a like friendly relationship between creators and fans than you know the smaller conventions but yeah I, I mean I absolutely agree there's just like take a picture with this person for $300 oh and a VIP ticket we paid like um, what did we pay like $200 to... it was like 160 160 okay to get to take oh. it with a picture with um, Alan Tudyk and Nathan Fillion it's like that was the weirdest here. experience and like I I because when, when Mailing did that at the Star Trek con for George Takei she got like I would say like five minutes with him I, like I would say more like two minutes, okay, two minutes but at but least like... I felt like I, first of all I only paid $50 for George Takei and like we got to have like a moment where I could be like I'm a huge fan you know you're so inspirational like you got a chance to like interact yeah. with them and tell them thank you for their work you pose for the picture then you know you have your freak out and of like oh my god they touched me 
Um, mm. And then you get your picture. And, like, it was a really pleasurable experience. When we did the Alan Tudyk and Nathan Fillion, it was surreal. We might as well have been posing with wax sculptures. Yeah, it was like, come in, take the picture, get out. Which yeah. was so weird. <laughs> and, I mean, like, they were real. And, like, Nathan Fillion touched me. But it, it was just, it was this really surreal experience of, like, wait, I think I blinked and missed it. Yeah. You know? Like, I almost forgot to look at Nathan Fillion because I was so focused on smiling for the camera. <laughs> yeah, it's like, don't fuck this up. This is, you have, you mm. literally have ten seconds. Yeah. Don't fuck it up. Whereas, but, you know. That, go ahead. That said, um, the the cosplay here is really good at, at a lot of the smaller conventions. It yeah. is. Uh-huh. And well, people... I feel like, especially this year, there was less cosplay. I think and... so, too. I think uh, what happened is a lot of the really big cosplays stayed outside. Yeah. Like, where they, they, like, had prearranged photo shoots, like people sometimes do. Because um, there was a lot of stuff that I heard about but never saw. Yeah. Well, and oh, the... and to, to that point, um, there was a major problem. So those back steps of the convention... Um, yeah. That you you have to go up to the fan level and walk out. That was that's always been somewhere that like off-site people who don't have tickets can come up and join in that are in the area and take pictures. And this year we had several people that couldn't join into the Game of Thrones shoot, which was really disappointing and sad. Oh, that we sucks. actually even had to move it to the side staircase. So the RFIDs kind of changed that, and I think. Um, once people figure that out on Sunday, they move their photo shoots off somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Was there um, was there a proposal at the Game of Thrones shoot? Was there a proposal at the Game of Thrones shoot? Yeah. Uh, okay. Like. I, 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 think, I thought that was one of the three that I heard Rhaegar. about. Rhaegar. Yeah. Yeah. There was there yeah. was one of the Game of Thrones shoot. There was one during the masquerade, which was a uh, a um, Kylo proposing to a to a ray which was hilarious and wonderful um and then when i was at the aliens panel in hall h um this the moderator was like if you have any questions tweet them to me um and if you don't want to wait in line and if they're good i'll ask them and he was like oh i'll just uh i got a really good question from this guy but i think he should ask it and so he asked the guy to come up to the microphone and of course the dude was actually there to propose to his girlfriend it was just slightly awkward because no one heard her say yes and so, oh, like, he got no. down on one knee, and then all of a sudden he was hugging her, and Sigourney Weaver was like, did, did she say yes? Can we hear her say yes? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of super yeah. sweet. Like, one thing I was going to say, I think because San Diego Comic-Con <clears throat> is so huge, you can make it whatever type of con you want it to be. If you are a toy collector you can go there for all the exclusives and that's what you do. You wake up at the crack of dawn. Before that. Yeah. yeah. Or you wait in line overnight to get that exclusive and then you sleep all day because that's the con you want to do. If you're an autograph type person, you will wait in line for those autographs and you will pay for those autographs and that's the type of con you want to do. If you're a comic book collector, I mean, obsies, like, this is the place for you. I saw at least um, three different versions of Action Comics number one sitting on the yeah. floor, and I was like, I wish I had half a million dollars right now. Right. <laughs> Those are so cool to just see, though. I know. And yeah. I have, a, I have a friend, she used to work for a law firm that would go and, like, find things that were uh, in the public domain, 
and then they would purchase them at Comic-Con and then have them licensed out. Like, it's just, yeah, there's, like, so much stuff going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, and I think that's what's great about it. You know, you can make it whatever type of convention you want. And, like, I think that's why it makes me a little sad to hear people who are in the, the press group just being, like, you know, it's not fun anymore like it's work and like I'm burnt out and stuff and I'm just like maybe you should start writing about different things then well but if that's you, I if mean you don't want to deal with this to be fair know? it was our first year ever really getting into those press right. rooms this year and if right. you really like mm-hmm. needed to you know we we found that we could put articles up this week and they'd get the same amount of hits as they would have last week but if you were on one of those sites where you really need to have that interview up like the you know the moment after you did it and then you had to run immediately to another interview i could see how that would not be a fun weekend yeah yeah but i mean i can say i think it's all about like it it is what you make it too and like also a lot of the stars too some of them were really awesome like sean astin is (laughs) super awesome um but then there were others that we interviewed who i was like oh you don't want to be here like Oh no. Brian Azzarello. Oh sorry, sorry. That was stuck in my throat. I was not. You can watch the YouTube video. He straight up says it right at the beginning, so I'm not I'm, you know, I'm not really spoiling anything by saying that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like it and also um when we went to the Dead Rising, about like half of the people there were like super excited. They were conversational, and then there were others who were like, "Yes. No." Mm. You know, and you're just like okay, thank you, I'm sorry that we inconvenienced you, and you're clearly grossed out by us. It's not our fault. It is Sunday, and it is hot. But you know, (laughs) there's a lot of people who come in from Hollywood, and they have to go there, and they could just be real hungover. Yeah. You know, their agent could have screwed them over, they could have, like, lost what the rights to whatever thing they were working on. So they might not like, even believe in the thing they were working on that much to begin with. Right. Yeah. Like, I can't it's, imagine how hard it is if you made something that you weren't particularly proud of, but you had to you had to promote it. Like, yeah. if you had to just sit in a press room all day and be like, yeah, I loved this movie. Such a great it's experience. Do you remember <laughs> the WonderCon that had the cave? The oh God! From the cave, <laughs> like I felt so sorry for those people because they were they were sandwiched in between like the Warner Brothers and like I want to say like Warner Brothers and like Marvel. It like, was before between, Marvel was doing like, movies, so but it was between like Batman Begins getting announced and like Amazing Spider-Man having Tobey Maguire there, and it was these poor bastards wrote this movie called The Cave, for which the tagline was "Beneath Heaven Lies Hell, Beneath Hell Lies the Cave," and you could just <laughs> tell that they were like. Guys, this movie is shit. We're so please sorry that we're here. Don't watch it, but please do watch it so we can get our DVD residuals. <laughs> you know, like I just I felt for them. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. Like it's it's an awesome con. It's huge. It can be what Ever you really want it to be because it is so huge. Yeah. Um, the one thing I am really disappointed about, where the fuck was my Zelda? Like, Pat there was all be a zero, zero Zelda. And I'm like, I need to see Breath of the Wild in the flesh because it is so fucking gorgeous. 
Nintendo, um, they had on the first day, they had this thing called the Nintendo Challenge, where you could line up and play Splatoon with eight other people, and the team that won that played each other in Mario Kart 8, and then the team, the two people who placed best in that fought each other in Pokken Tournament, and the winner got the special teacher that said you won the Nintendo Challenge, and I was like, oh, great! Uh, you know, on Saturday when Mei Ling's off doing her thing, or whatever day that was, I'm gonna go and get in line for that, and I wandered over there, and, uh... <laughs> The, they were like, oh, well, no, we're not doing that today. We're doing a Super Smash Bros. tournament. And I was like, oh, great, I'll sign up. And they were like, for 12 and under. And I was like, son of a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think Nintendo was taking the whole family lounge thing really to heart. Which yeah. is great, because I will admit there isn't a lot for super young kids to do. Like, I would not feel comfortable having, like, my 10-year-old wander around the exhibit floor. No. You know, um... Not that, like, anyone would do anything to them. It's just, it's so overwhelming and so easy to get turned around. Yeah. And, like, it's and yet just... strangely easy to find yourself back where you started six times in a row. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was one day that I ended up at the Way to Workshop booth at least seven times. <laughs> well, that's just a, a gravitational point. Yeah. Like... It's true. It was because the, sword. the swords there were pretty. Yep. And it has the one ring. Clearly the That's one why. ring was saying like, yo, you need to pick me up. <laughs> Please right. don't. Well, Please we're don't. running up on the end of our time here because we've already spent half this podcast interviewing the very lovely Crystal Gems. Um, so, Woo! Stephanie, what was your favorite part of Comic-Con? Can you come back to me? Yes. Megan, what was your favorite part of Comic-Con? I really liked getting absurdly lucky and getting uh, tickets to the Adult Swim on the Green thing. All of the Adult Swim stuff is probably my favorite part of Comic-Con. Just so much weird. I heard the uh, Rick and Morty live thing was amazing. The what? The Rick and Morty live show. I heard that was amazing. So last year it was uh, Justin Roiland just drawing a bunch of dicks because he was trying to do Rick and Morty's voice and tell a story and improvise and also draw at the same time. So, of course, Jesus. you know, he goes to his, his safe thing, which is just dicks, dicks. and balls. Yeah. Um, but this year, I think uh, it stayed more on point. They had someone drawing things. Occasionally she didn't know what they were uh, because she wrote, because I'm a baby, I don't know what that is because I'm a baby. And... Um, it, it was just funny. Camille and Johnny stopped by, um, and uh, they had the, the oh shoot, I'm terrible. The girl plays Summer, um, and it was it was really fun. But the the kicker to everything was just a big drawing of Kenny G, um, crying while playing saxophone with uh, you know there was there were more phalluses involved with that. Of course, really yeah. Course. Why wouldn't? Yeah, you? yeah. And they gave us all like costumes. You know, they gave us like Rick and Morty. Um, heads we had to pick and uh, like took a giant picture and it's just shenanigans adult swim shenanigans nice so that was probably my favorite part Stephanie what was your favorite part so I think my favorite part was on Saturday when I was in full like Rose Quartz cosplay like seeing other Steven Universe cosplayers and then just calling out to each other and being like, yo, can I take a picture with you? Like, just that sort of camaraderie and, like, people coming together within a fandom at a glance. Like, that felt that felt really, really good to me. How many Stevens did you collect? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, probably 
I think it was Probably like four, six or seven. Yeah. I want to say. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was there was a really good peridot. Um, there were a couple of pearls. Um, we had the one amethyst that I did get a picture with was um, probably, you know, a guy in his 20 or 30s, probably close to our age. Um, but he had, he didn't do the purple skin, but he had like taped on a picture of the of amethyst gem. Nice. And he was walking around with a whip. And then his friends were like, ask him where he got the whip. And so <laughs> he was like, I don't, I don't want to talk about it. And then they were like, guess where he got the whip? And I was like, uh, um, sex store? Like, like an adult store? And they were like, yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Melee, what's your favorite part of Comic Con? My favorite part was actually um, in the walking around times because the gas lamp and the convention center was a pokey party. Yeah. Like, oh, oh yes. my God. When you could connect. You got mad Pokemon. Like it it's was true. it was super awesome. Um I I'm kinda curious like how well the servers handled the Sunday Hall H Pokey Party. They actually but, were holding up pretty well. I, well. The whole time I was sitting in Starship Smackdown, I kept had Pokemon go open because I was checking to see if a legendary would actually pop from that panel, which it didn't. Um yeah. and... Bill DeFranco, thank you for that. What? So there was there's this guy, uh, Philip DeFranco, who's like a famous YouTuber, and um, he tweeted out, hey, you guys should all go to the Pokemon Go panel on Sunday. I hear that they're going to drop a legendary. That was and him so, who started that shit. Yeah, that and so like it just got absolutely swarmed, and then like nothing happened. Yeah, I had a yeah. friend um, text me from Woodwood City being like, they're going to release a legendary, you have to go! And I was like, no, I'm not it's doing like, that. It's like, dude, they're not going to release a legendary. Like, And even if they are, They barely released the artwork for the gym, or for the team leaders. Like, just, the, no, <laughs> yeah. they're not going to drop legendaries yet. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, like, it would have been really awesome, and I think that would have been a great place to do it. But then they would have crashed the internet. Like, yeah. um, so, but it was just, it was really fun because there was one night where Mike, yeah, so it was during the Power Rangers party. I couldn't get in with you because my name wasn't on the list. Thanks, Keith. No, it's fine. Um, so I just walked up the gas lamp and down and like, I met a couple people who we all had our phones out and we kind of looked at each other like, catch anything good oh i caught a charizard over there you know like not not a charizard i'm joking no it i did catch one cool one it was a magnemite oh, which yeah. i've like never seen before and i was like dude you are awesome you're enm physics yay um but it was just it was really cool just to do that i think that was my favorite part like having something legitimate to do while walking around and waiting however they need to figure out how to hook up Pokemon Go to, like, your Fitbit or something. Because yeah. waiting in, in those turnstile-type things, my eggs did not hatch. And I can let you know, I walked at least two kilometers waiting for Star Trek Beyond. That's true. Like, yep. we definitely walked at least, at least a kilometer. And it was like, oh, you've gone point ten, And I was like, fuck you. Yeah. So... Um, Do you guys know where you get the ghost Pokemon? Because I found out. Cemeteries? 
No. You, apparently, if you go to, like, the Palm Desert, that's, like, all the ghost Pokemon. Huh. huh. That's funny. Mm-hmm. You yeah. heard this tip on Ace of Geeks. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I, I, I learned things on the floor of Comic-Con. I passed them on, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Um, Megan's so, an information dealer, sitting in an information trench coat. Yeah, and and speaking of information, do you guys know when Comic Con 2017 is going to be? Because no. it's been released. When is it? Comic Con 2017 is going to take place July 20th through 23rd, with preview night being July 19th. Fantastic! We Sweet. should book our rooms reserve now. Reserve your hotels now. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> just just reserve just reserve them now, and then. You can, call, you can cancel it, it if you don't get tickets in January. You'll still be like six months away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, thank you for joining me to discuss. What was your favorite part? Oh, um, my favorite moment was probably. Um, it sounds like we're bragging every time we say stuff like this, but in the Nickelodeon press room, uh, right after my wife had been hit on by Yakko from Animaniacs, uh, which was awesome. Uh, the uh, they had. A reproduction reproduction of the shrine of the silver monkey in there. Yes, and we couldn't put the head on. We, yeah. we it was difficult, and we've realized that all these years we'd spent making fun of ten year olds for their inability to assemble the shrine of the silver monkey. I'm it like, just, it's legit hard. Yeah, it's it's tougher than it looks, folks. <laughs> and like we were tall enough for it, they were not. <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm so sorry. I have spent all these years making fun of you. And I would have failed. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, folks, thank you very much for joining us. We will leave yeah. you the way we always do, which is, of course, hello and welcome, welcome to the Ace of Geeks podcast. podcast. Uh, Stephanie, if they want to email us, how do they do that? Um, I'm not going to do the jingle, but it's easy. Do the jingle. Do the jingle. Uh, I'm so like, uh, I can do the jingle. A C E O F G E E K S I. P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G at gmail.com That's Ace of Geeks podcasting at gmail.com You can find us on aceofgeeks.net where all of our Comic-Con coverage is up and very easy to find. Just click on the SDCC 2016 tab at the top of the page. Um, you can find interviews with the entire cast of The Killing Joke, the cast of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, one of the designers of Transformers. All kinds of cool interviews are up. Um, including later on today, the Her Universe fashion uh, show coverage will be up, and we'll have uh, reviews of the Star Trek Mac makeup line. There's tons more coming out, so keep your eye on the site for more SDCC goodness, and uh, we will see you guys next time. Our theme song is by Kessel Run. You can find them at kesselrun.ninja, which is a real website. All right, bye! Bye! Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.